Welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, Big E here. Pleased to be joined by SYP creator Ravisher Dollywell. Rav, what's happening, big guy? What's going hey, on? Hey, man. Got my dot suit jersey on here. You know, it was the only player that like had any correlation to this draft for like what the jerseys I got. So might as uh, well. Uh, I'm wearing my Matthew Kachuk Blasty, uh, Blasty the Hell Horse. Uh, yeah, that's a fucking killer jersey. Like one of the best jerseys, one of the best reverse retros for sure. Uh, do, you think I, do, you think, do you think I ruined it by putting Kachuk on it? No, 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 God, no. I, I don't. Okay. I don't like Kachuk like as at all. As another team, like as a Canucks fan, I hate that guy. He's a piece of shit. But he is such a good hockey player. He's probably the top five at least uh, at the very minimum of both of our drafts here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for putting it on. It was him or Johnny Hockey. You don't put Monahan, Tanev, Markstrom. <laughs> uh, no, maybe you just put Sutter. You just put Sutter, no number on yeah. the back. Oh, nice. <laughs> that That's maybe what the alternative is for Flames. Yeah. Right? But uh, uh, 2016 NHL draft, redraft? Yeah, we're, so we're, this is our final redraft. Maybe I'll do another poll. and ask This can be our Series 1. Yeah, sure. This is our uh, this is a se- this is season one of uh, NHL redrafts, and hopefully Netflix will pick this up. So <laughs> yeah, and-, and then we just go to like nineteen twelve. We're like, so the Vancouver Millionaires they should have slept. <laughs> See what yeah. what happened in nineteen seventy nine when the Habs took <laughs> Doug Doug Wickenheiser. Over, <laughs> like, what they didn't realize at the time, you know, we'll just do that for a net. Who's the best undrafted players of all time? Number one, Wayne Gretzky. We're going <laughs> to we no, we'll do that situation. One time we'll do one, one time we will do like a redraft of the best undrafted players. Like, I'm actually we, down for that, but like maybe, I don't know if we, we well, I guess we kind of have to count Gretzky just for it. We have to, he wasn't drafted. No, we'd have to count him. So pretty much Rav and I have been, if you haven't been paying attention, Rav and I have been going through the uh, 2009 NHL draft and a 2014 NHL draft. We're redrafting them ahead of the NHL season, which begins October 12th. So we're getting some of our NHL season preview content, hashtag content in early this year. Good, good stuff from us. Yeah. Today we're going to be going through the 2016 NHL redraft featuring the likes of Austin Matthews, Patrick Line, Matthew Kachuk, Insert Pierre Luc Dubois. Insert other name here. There's a few guys. Logan Stanley. Logan Stanley was in Logan, this. Alex Nylander, Dylan Dubé, Ross Colton. Ross Colton was in this. Draft. Stanley Cup champion. Stanley Cup clinching goal. Ross Colton. Some would argue that Colton should go ahead of Matthews because he has a cup. <laughs> yeah, he has he has goals in a final. Yeah, he has goal, multiple goals in a series. <laughs> In a meaningful series. Anyway, my case. Uh, so in case you haven't heard any of these podcasts before, Rav and I are going to go through one to twenty, alternate picks. Um, am I do? I'm doing odd. Do I get the first overall pick again this time? Uh, do you like so first overall pick? You, 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 maybe you want to take it. You, I think you should take it. I guess. All right, I'll take. I'll yeah, you take it because I, I got I got first last time because I took dry sidle because I had to get the number right. five Demko. Okay. So, <laughs> so pretty much, I'm gonna go first. Rob will go second. We're alternating picks until we get to twenty, and we're gonna be redrafting the best players from the 2016 NHL draft. Um, this, I, I'll just start by saying. There's a clear top 12 in this draft. Like, there's, yeah, there might be a change of order there. There's definitely a change of order, probably, between you and I. Probably, but I think everyone knows who is going in the top 12. 
I think we know. I think we know who's going in the top twelve. And I want to say you and I are on a similar wavelength for who like, wavelengths for who would be in the top three. Like I think I, <laughs> I, I maybe maybe <laughs> I like to I like to think we do, but maybe we don't. So yeah. with that being said, uh, let's get started. I'm gonna go first overall. You can you can say who was originally at this spot. Is this a question here? I think this is the the lock. If there if there ever was a lock, <laughs> so the Leafs take Austin Matthews again. Yeah. Uh, if they get the opportunity to listen, <laughs> Austin Matthews is a top five player in this league. I'm not gonna lie; I, he has a chance to become like Ovechkin, like like goal total. Like there's he if there's a guy right now. I thought it would have been line eight to be honest, but it, this is him. It is him. It's funny because now we're going to talk about line, but line gets the comparisons to Ovechkin just because they have such a similar game. And I mean, to be fair, line hasn't had, you know, to, he hasn't had the chance to play with someone as good as, you know, Nick Backstrom was or Eric Kuznetsov really is right now. I mean, no, I guess it, that's doing a disservice to Shifley, but Nick Backstrom like really fitted Ovechkin's game. Like during his like the whole cup run and like 10, 15 years prior to that. So with Matthews, arguably the team's best center, I think, in franchise history. Yeah, that's I don't know if that uh shout out Matt Sundin, though. That guy, I mean, not to give any slack to that guy, that guy's a legend in his own right. But I mean there Matthews does a lot, right? Like he drives the play. He can shoot really well, and that's an understatement. He's so underrated defensively. It, it, like, really he, good defensively. He could be honestly on a penalty kill if they really needed him. They did. They won't put him on just because it's the Leafs. But if they ever needed him, I, I think he could be serviceable. I don't think he want him there anyways. But he's not going to be bad. He's not going to be a liability, which is a good thing. He's 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 a talented player. One of the best. Yeah. five centers in the league yeah i mean he's good I don't know if everywhere top, offensively i don't know top five player in the league but i will say top five center uh, i put him top five player in the league right now okay top like, five player in the league yeah, the, no one scores 40 goals in 50 games is, is not a top five player i'm sorry that's a, that's my thought process there i he he's on a similar level to like i like mckinnon honestly like mckinnon but that's, they're on. It's but like that's, McDavid and then those guys. I was going to say, like, it's McDavid and then, like, the tier below, it's McKinnon, Matthews, Dreisaitl. Yo, there's a Kucherov. Kucherov? Kucherov's in there. I, I was thinking of centers. Oh, uh, I guess I just like those types of players because I consider McKinnon, like, I mean, he's a center too, but he, he can play wing. He, he goes yeah. up the wing a lot, you know. There's the but there's just like considering like you know top five players overall, he is for me, he is. All right. So Austin Matthews. And he's he's also he also does have a bit of personality. Yeah, like, it's it's a good thing too. Like, especially yeah. I think it's a thing that like it fits well in Toronto, just like that personality. Like he's not a he's not the what sort of personality like Kawhi was definitely like a like Toronto wanted a more of a personality than Kawhi. Like if we like Scotty Barnes right now, everyone loves Scotty Barnes. Like yeah. everyone, I'm I'm happy we took him. By the way, that's for that's for another time. But I, I'm I'm always I always like a guy who wants to be here, which is you know you never get that in Toronto, really, do you? Um, but yeah, you hundred percent Matthews there. Um, yeah, I mean his whole personality, just like I mean I guess he's friends with Justin Bieber. Yeah, uh, and like they hung out with Kid Leroy, and Joe Thornton. You know the 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 Typical group, Frederick Anderson, all those guys. 
you know, best friends. That's all who I think Kid Leroy and, and Bieber hang out with. Are just like, <laughs> my favorite was just like, yeah, Kid Leroy, this random Australian kid who's like 17. And he's just hanging out with Joe Thornton. He, I just go on the guy's story and he has a selfie with Joe Thornton. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Random met, met Austin's dad. Look, Joe. <laughs> you don't tell him, you don't give him any context. That's 100% who he thinks he is. Like, there's no way. <laughs> I hope he knows about the backstory of how good Joe Thornton was. Does he doesn't know The kid Roy doesn't know that Joe Thornton's the only heart trophy winner to be traded no, in the he... same season. Like, does no one know? Does he not know? <laughs> number two, number two, number two. Uh, number one, Matthew. Hold on. I just want to say about Matthews, too. The other thing that people are going to talk about with him is the playoff success or lack thereof. Uh, he's probably the, out of all the people who get shit talked about the, on the Leafs, he's probably the one who deserves a bit of, bit less just because of the situation. Maybe the past season, but this season wasn't his fault. Yeah, he had. A, he was playing the whole season with a wrist injury and scored forty goals. Well, like, and, and I think if he, I don't. This might be might not be a valid excuse for him. But if he played on any other team except the Leafs, I think this team would have like won a play. Like he would have won a playoff series. Yeah, if, uh, there's no did, doubt in my mind. Like if you put him on the Canucks, like they, instead yeah, of Pedersen, probably like it would have been same better. Result. You would, yeah, be scoring Game Seven against Vegas, and we go to the third round. You know, like, is it is it not Besser shooting that shot and the, that Leonard saved? Is it Matthews there? Uh, not to say that Besser's a has a bad shot, obviously, because he doesn't. But you know, does Matthews snipe a top cheese and he has his little NHL twenty two uh, rating upgrade and there's the stupid X factor uh, snipe shot or whatever the fuck they're adding in that game now to, to justify the eighty dollar price tag. <laughs> 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 I'm still gonna buy it like next week, whenever it's out. But <laughs> you need to shut up. <laughs> so who who um who do you have number two then? This is who went to? Is this Winnipeg? Yeah, this is Winnipeg. So obviously the 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 main uh the main thing going on in that year was the, who goes first, Line A or is it or is it Matthews? Uh, Line A in his own right, who definitely go lower. He's not going second. I'll, I'll give you that. If that was a hot take, <laughs> like he's not going second. Uh, you know, 350 games, 271 points, 150 goals. Uh, this season was, he didn't deserve what happened to him this season, you know, going from Winnipeg where he's actually pretty good. <laughs> like looking in the one game he played, he scored two goals and assist. And he, I think he's where the game winner overtime or he at least assisted on it. Um, but you know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, 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 um, he is a really one dimensional player, which does, doesn't really help his case. Um, but not to say I still argue like he alongside the right talent that he he has like 50 goal potential. Like he has 40 goal, but he's like 40 goal minimum he could get with like a good playmaker, but he's he, 50. He, he can get that in his sleep. Yeah, like 40 goals in his sleep. He could get 50. Um, he will lower for me. Uh, number two, I have a guy moving up 64 spots and it, it's uh, it's New York Rangers defenseman Adam Fox. Whoa, okay. That's who I have number two. Um, it, it, he was, uh, already on my radar before this season, but this season really took up a notch. Um, you know, he second, I'll just go over some of his stats among defensemen. He's second in puck possession this year. Um, 70, or he had 10.7% turnover rate, which is the best in the league. Um, I mean, he was just the best defenseman in the league. There's nothing to say about that. Um, you know, he's elite defensively, probably one of the best, like defensively too. 
uh, lethal on the power play. He, him, I mean, it's hard not to when you have Panarin and Zibanejad, but like, you know, when you add Adam Fox, someone who's that good offensively to that, it, it's amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I guess from your reaction, you didn't have him going number two, but he, he, it was, uh, he had, he had it, uh, I guess he had it coming. Uh, I also, again, with my drafts, I try to, I try to get it like based off how the team was that year. Uh, Winnipeg's just been struggling with having that number one defenseman for a while. I guess at that point it was Bufflin, but I'm thinking about like Winnipeg knew he's on his, like he's on the end of his thing. Yeah. Get Adam Fox in and now you got someone to replace him. Because Morrissey hasn't really been able to get to that, you know, the Buffalo level. Like he was never going to be that, but like no, that number one defenseman, um, you know, Truba was that guy, and then he left. So there, there's he, a went few to, guys. he went to go, he went to go play in New York with Adam. Fox. That's why I wanted. <laughs> yeah, to he had a bad season in his first year too. The last year is like he had his little, what what we call the redeeming season that wasn't good, which is like what we call Tyler Myers now. Um, <laughs> he had that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he had a good season this year. Uh, yeah, but like, he besides that, like for in his case, beside Adam Fox, it wasn't you have to what Libor Hayek? We're gonna compare him with him now. Um, but yeah, I mean, best defenseman in the league last year, second in scoring beside uh, Tyson Berry himself. There's, I don't know. For me, that one was also a no-brainer, just because I don't see any any sign of him slowing down. Like, I don't. He looks like he is on a mission right now, and he um. He's 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 a great fucking player. He's good to watch too. Like he is so good. Very very intriguing player in the fact that he got traded twice before he even made his NHL debut. Yeah, I mean it's it worked out for New York just because like you know just the reasoning behind him going to New York was he just wanted to play in New York. Um, that also is the same. It wasn't the same thing with Jimmy VC, but it didn't work out with obviously with VC. But now it worked out with Adam Fox. And. The reason I had, I'll be honest, I had Fox six. <laughs> I had, yeah, because, I had Fox because, second because, there because he, like, here's my thing with Fox. I know that, what I think it is here, by the way. I think kind of know what's going on. Well, there's a bunch of defensemen at, at, like that you could go with. Yeah. And Fox has had one really good year, one really yeah. good year. Last year was pretty, like, the year before, it was a good season. Like, as a defensive, that's a really yes. good so, Like, he was fourth in Calder voting. He arguably could have been higher, but, you know, like, I'm not even going to go with that. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of hard. He had a, we go up to Calder Memorial. Um, what, yeah, I gonna, I mean, what I was yeah, going to say was, what I was going to say with Fox that I don't think he's a bad player. Like, I think he's a really good defenseman. I don't think there's yeah. any questioning that. I think yeah. there are just other defensemen that I would rather have or that I would rather build my team around. Uh, I see what you mean. Which, uh, not, I and, think, and yeah. Again, not to say he's a bad player, just other guys I would rather have. Yeah. Again, that's a, a personal bias for me. I guess I did watch a lot of New York hockey this year. I think it's just the you you the way, were the, you were SYP's Rangers bandwagon <laughs> band insider like right? last year. Um, uh, but no, he just watching him play. He knows the game so well. His IQ is probably the best on that team. Like if I'm really being honest, he 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 just sees the ice better than most defensemen I've seen. He sees it better than, arguably like if not better than McCarr. There's so many offensive defensemen. He he he's better. He's better than Hughes. Like all these guys. Like and yeah, in the the Calder vote that year, I mean it was kind of hard when you had McCarr, Hughes, and I think Kubalik. Yeah, Kubalik was third. So that's three guys who, I mean, had great seasons in the first year. But yeah, I mean, I for me, I don't know, I. I thought I just in my head I'm thinking like this guy I don't know if he really slows down and I have a 
actually have his partner in crime up in in, in this draft too. So I guess okay. that's my little. And he's another guy who also see um, who can be better too. But yeah, for me, Adam Fox, you know, forty-seven points, fifty-five games. Uh, the start of the season also may have ruined that total. He could add more. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, um, but that was me. That yeah. All right, I got third. I'm going third, third overall. Here. Um, I guess I can let me pull up who we got here. So no, third, Columbus Blue Jackets select Pierre Luc Dubois. Which at the time was a bit of a reach because people thought that Pujarvi yeah. was going to go. And, yeah. And I had the it, Canucks taking him. I thought the Canucks would have got him because it looked like on the board when you're, you know, you're, you see it. I'm at the, you know, I think we're at the, I think I'm at the McDonald's watching this after an exam. And, and I, and I see it. Oh my gosh. It was, I was just so, that was a rough day. Like for me, just when I saw the fifth pick and, you know, we're not gonna, we'll talk about that when we get there. But uh, I mean, he, he's, he was pretty good on Columbus. Like I'm not going to say like he, I mean, arguably, I mean, it obviously didn't work out, but I mean, he wasn't bad until like really the last two seasons, last season for sure. It was a really smart pick by a really smart team. Yeah. And Columbus has a few drafts where they make some really smart picks. I think Columbus at three in 2016, they go with Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> go with it. Now, it might be a bit of a reach for some. But I do think he provides that sandpaper, you know, offensive forechecking, hard-nosed play that at the time Torts would like, uh, that I think Columbus likes to play. It's not the, the thing is that it's Columbus is not an individual team. How do I like it's not a place where individuals it's a team. Thrive. It's it's not really like you know you can't just put Matthews there. Like yeah. maybe Matt. I guess Matthews might be out of the questions because I feel like he would be good anywhere. But if you, I don't know, say a guy like maybe Marner or like a Nylander, like for I guess a Leafs the comparison. I don't know if a player like Nylander will go in there and get you know forty points in fifty games, whatever like he did this season. I he you know you don't know. There's the you. It's a really team paced like team like. Well, like, I was gonna no, say, one's, no one's like in a full season. No one's getting over 65, 70 points. Obviously, you know, Panarin and, and it was a, like, that's another guy. He, he like, he's put him anywhere. He's going to get a point per game, but that's like, that's like, I guess, arguably like how the Islanders are right now where Barzal gets point a game, but just because he's on another level, but besides that, it's a team. It's kind of like how they talk about with the San Antonio Spurs, right? Like, yeah, it's a team. You're not allowed to thrive in the Spurs system because it's such yeah. a team-oriented system. Yeah. I feel like that's the same way with the Blue Jackets, and I feel like Matthew Kachuk would really thrive in Columbus. Uh, he would play extremely well there. He might be useful. I mean, they did they they do sweep uh, Tampa Bay in 2019 with um, Dubois on the team. Yeah, but again, I, you got Duchesne. You still have Panarin and like Bobrovsky. So there's a lot of guys there. You throw Kachuk on a top line with Duchesne and Panarin, and I think it's <laughs> yeah. it's still a really good line. Uh, arguably better. Like arguably. I, I, I don't know who was on that. Maybe Atkinson, who also, I mean, in his own right, guy got 40 goals like the season that season or the season prior. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like he's no slouch either. Um, but yeah, there's, that's a good pick. I, I didn't have him there. I've just a bit lower, but I mean, I actually, if honestly, if Adam Fox didn't have that season, he probably would have been number two for me or number, oh, number two or number three. Probably. And, and I mean, again, I like a I'm wearing his Jersey. So again, I'm yeah. probably going to be biased, but 
I just think he's also a guy, maybe if he didn't for, play for Columbus, but he just seems like a guy who would have better playoff success. Yeah. Uh, he, he seems like someone who would thrive in the playoffs if he didn't play for such a crap yeah. sometimes. Yeah, um, sure. Matthew, um, but yeah, he's Matthew, a good player. Good player, Matthew Kachuk. That's my third pick. Rav, who do you have going for? Fourth. So let me pull up the draft here. So number four overall uh, was Jesse Puglia-Yarvey. Uh, obviously that one wasn't, he never ended up being the top five draft pick player that we, everyone wanted. Um, but I mean, again, it was just the thing with Edmonton. They don't tend to give these guys like a correct chance. That's what I, you know, you can't play a guy. I mean, I don't, I also don't think he should have uh, came straight in. Like, I mean, he didn't really come sh- straight. I mean, he, st- he did. I think he played like 30 games right off the bat, went back, came in next season, played a season and that didn't work out. If he, had played two more years in Sweden. Uh, that may have helped him, but it didn't work out. But thankfully, now he came back and he looked pretty good last season on both ends of the ice. He was definitely more of a second-line player. Maybe you could put him on the power play. He didn't really look too good on the power play, to be honest with you. But I'll get to Puyar because I do have him later in the draft. Unless... I, I, I also have him in top 20. Yeah, so we can get we can get there. I'll talk about him later. But yeah, he didn't end up being the player um, everyone wanted him to be. Um, so number three, I had another guy. And usually uh, what I do is move that guy to fourth. I'm yeah. not because number four, I think Edmonton really need the, needed a defenseman. So I have another defenseman going number four. Where is he? He's moving up. Uh, he's moving up 10 spots in this draft. It's Charlie McAvoy. Good pick. That's who I have. Number three uh, from Boston University. He plays for Boston right now from Long Beach, New York. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're, he is right now, probably, honestly, he's the most underrated defenseman for me right now. Like he is probably a top five defenseman, if we're really being honest, like on both ends of the ice, he was, I mean, maybe his power play stats, like I looked at his power play, uh, like his numbers, it didn't look too good. Besides that, I mean, this like, he is a, one of the best penalty killers in the league, if not the best as a defenseman he, he i mean he's not a slouch offensively either either he's 30 points in 50 games this season plus 22 i mean any he, i mean he's their number one defenseman right now and he's he's burdening a lo- big load 24 minutes a game and i'm not really a fan of many of the defensemen boston has right now besides grizzlick and him i mean that the the top four or the second and third pairing really is a big drop off from grizzlick and, and and mcavoy for me right now but Again, Edmonton has always had a, def- uh, a deficiency in the in the defense department. Is that, is, I guess that's my little wordplay going on there. Um, yeah, I mean they they just can't find good defensemen. Like only recently have they had any success with the with this uh, the nurse and I guess Barry offensively too. But you know Duncan Keith and like there's a lot. You know, obviously we can talk about the Griffin Reinhardt Barzal do. <laughs> that if you want to go further back but i think it's only a few years back but yeah I, back I i had mcavoy going fourth overall he was my top yeah. defenseman yeah and he would probably be the best defenseman the oilers have yeah. had since pronger i mean yeah i mean <laughs> like there's like chris pronger is one of the best hockey players to ever play hockey <laughs> and like I, and I mean like look how what he did the one season in here he brought him to the finals and like I mean the few games if I forgot what it was I forgot I think it did go to seven yeah it went to seven it, in Carolina. yeah went to seven in Carolina you know he's he's a game away from winning the Stanley Cup and that's what yeah, I think Matt, that's, that's what 
that's what I think McAvoy could have been in Edmonton. And, yeah. and I, I, I really like Charlie McAvoy. Um, he's a, again, he's like, he's like a smaller defensive version, not smaller, like in the terms of like size, obviously he's, I mean, he's not, he's not a slouch himself, but like a, uh, a lesser Matthew Kachuk pest, like he lesser of a Marsh. He's still a pest, but he's not like Marsh and Kachuk level. But he he'll, he'll get in your head. He, he he will definitely be annoying to play player. against. He fits what the Bruins are doing so well, which is I think partially why he is successful because yeah. he just. And that's fits. why their team's defense still doesn't look as bad as it does, just because he is such a rock, really. Yep, and I think he would have been a a a, a fantastic pick to, by the Oilers, and. I'm sure he wouldn't be at, you know, he wouldn't have the same level of success compared to, you know, being in Boston his whole career. Yeah. But McAvoy is a top five player in this redraft for me. He's the top defenseman in this draft. Yeah. And, and for me, honestly, again, is if Fox didn't have this season, Fox would have been in my top, like probably before this season, probably would have been in my top 10 just because I was already, already so high on him. But then this season really shot me up. And I just think he would have fit in Winnipeg. But Edmonton just needs a defenseman who is actually like, like, I don't know if Fox would fit, but McAvoy is just such a hard nosed guy. Like, he, he is, he's not all defense, but he's a, I mean, he's probably better. He's than a very, he's a, he's a balance of both. I don't, I don't, ba- I mean, so is Fox on a, on a different level. Whereas, yeah. like, but I also think McAvoy is just better defensively overall. He's more of a, he's more of someone you want to help you with defense. Whereas Mac or Fox is a, a, I mean, still a top defenseman defensively, but McAvoy fits that Edmonton scheme better. I guess not right now with, with the, you know, the nurse Barry shit going on, but <laughs> what should have been, what, what it should have been. I mean, nurse, nurse McAvoy might be the most lethal one. I mean, I don't know if Edmonton uses him properly if they take him. Yeah. Again, but Edmonton doesn't use any of their picks properly. No. So with that being said, um, I I still think as a player he's yeah the best defenseman. And yeah, player. it shows how good he is on Boston. Yeah. Um. Again, speaking of, I guess I brought up Barzell. I mean, Shabbat and and McAvoy would have been a nice pairing, wouldn't it? Too. <laughs> that wouldn't have been bad. Uh, <laughs> I get the I have the fifth pick. Okay, and the fifth and overall pick in that draft was the Vancouver Canucks, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, we drafted Oliu Levy, uh, fifth Helsinki, Finland. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just remember when it happened, and I was just distraught. Like, I actually haven't like even for ten when he got picked, it was a stretch. But I'm like, oh, this guy can be good. And I mean, like for that one season, he got 36 points, I guess. But you know, Pasternak was there, but whatever. I mean, I don't get it. I, I still don't get the pick. He had a good season in the in the OHL, but I mean, okay. I, the, I don't. I don't know what it was. I, I never saw anything in him, and it, it didn't translate to NHL. He he's been looking better recently. Unfortunately, he did get uh, COVID, and it's definitely as he saw in the in the skates where he was laying on the ground in the corner. Um, he he was uh he's still feeling the after effects of it, but I I know this yeah. was meant to the meant as a joke, but I did see somebody say like R.I.P. Olio Levy, he died. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I saw it the first time. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of the veterans, I think Miller gave him shit for it, which is fair. But I mean, to be fair to the guy, that's nothing. Uh, it's not a t- small thing to deal with. 
Um, but yeah, and I at the time, I when I was 16, not even like into like I, that was when I was getting back in hockey because I took a break after that. Uh, the Calgary abuse from Michael Furland, honestly, like I took a two year <laughs> break from hockey there. And you know, I was looking at the drafts and like, oh, this look, it looks good. We'll get Dubois, which I would have been, I mean, now would have been that <laughs> he probably would have been our third line center, or and I don't know, maybe the future doesn't, you know, we don't get Pedersen down the line if we're better, but you know, that. Yeah, it wasn't a good draft pick. Obviously, I mean, we probably again, if we got a good pick there, we we might not get Patterson. But I don't know. Ulevi didn't work. But who do you have for number five? Do you have Ulevi? No, you don't have Ulevi. Um, Ulevi, I don't even have him in my. Yes, me neither. I I I hope you wouldn't. (laughs) Um, I I have Patrick Laine going fifth to the. So that's that might be the hot take. That might be the hot one there. So I actually had Laine going third in this draft. Oh really? I did. I see why. I can't even blame. I see why. Because I just think Line A is one of the best goal scorers in the league. Yeah. You just get him on the power play, and he'll just get goals. He'll score points. Um, yeah. Defensively, a little bit more to be desired defensively. Uh, yeah. He's not really a playmaker. Um, he's already been traded. He's got a Fortnite problem. <laughs> yeah. I remember pulling up his stats in 2016. I literally went to his Fortnite tracker and pulled up his legit stats. I'm like, yo, this guy's kind of good too. Like he was really good. Like I'm like, dude, just be, you know how good you are at hockey. You don't need to play this shit and be go- good at this. You are a really good hockey player, man. You don't need to have a 4KD in Fortnite. So I just think line A is a, is I would here's the thing. I would want lining on my team if I got the opportunity to. I yeah. just think it's really unfortunate that he goes from Winnipeg, which is not really an <laughs> offensive destination, yeah. now to Columbus, which is even more desolate for offensive players like him. And I mean, maybe- I yeah, or in Columbus, yeah, Winnipeg. I again, like, I guess I see what you mean, just because, like, yeah, you know, maybe, I maybe I don't know if. The, Maybe in this example, he goes to Vancouver. He plays with Horvat. He plays with, I don't know, Miller. I guess they trade for Miller still eventually. He plays with Besser. He plays with Besser and he plays with Horvat. And that's like one of the best lines in hockey. But instead, he played for Winnipeg and he, you know, he, he I don't know if he ever got along with Shifley. Um, Blake Wheeler. I don't know if those guys ever really like. Yeah, like, apparently there was something going on, and then they all came out. Like Wheeler said, like we don't even have an issue with this guy. I don't know what to talk. About. So I don't know that there was a lot of things going on there. But yeah, I I see where you're coming from there. So I, I listen. I like the player. I think he's really good. I had him third in the redraft because I think if you use him properly, same with yeah. McAvoy. McAvoy and Line are really good examples of like if you use the player to his strength, he yeah. will do well. Uh, yeah. If you don't, it you kind of it is what it is. Yeah. And Line at least has been to a conference finals. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. He's been to a conference finals. Um, I guess. I mean, you, yeah. You got the sixth pick if you want to go. Next. So, so actually, fifth, I had Chuck going to the Canucks. Like, if, oh if, yes. 
uh, I did have, I mean, it worked out great because I, I wouldn't mind them on the team, you know, especially right now. Apparently yeah. there was rumors about like, you know, because Brady's training with Hughes and Pedersen there. Apparently. So some of this is like this Canucks guy on Twitter, like everyone takes seriously. And because he, he does actually have an insight, but I don't know about this is one. It, was, like, it, was it Drance? No, it's it's like this. I forgot his name. Mister Booth. <laughs> no, even like no, it's a guy who's like much more credible than that. <laughs> but, but yeah, they're like apparently, you know, I mean, he has insiders, but it's just like a non-verified guy. But what are the what are the odds that Mister Booth, uh, before the season, like changes his profile to Travis Kane? <sighs> And oh, like, he's gonna no, he's gonna ha- do the <laughs> happy happy to welcome Ole Yolevi on the team as a as a starting defenseman. No, no, he's gonna no, he's gonna change it to he's actually gonna change it to Aquilini and then like happy to no, but it won't be that. It'll be like it'll be like him with the A or something. Like it'll be even like something like that where it's like you know what, and like he'll make it photoshopped really well. Oh, my favorite is when he gets like you know he got I think he got a. Oh, he got Don Dom should oh, fucking Shizek. I can't pronounce his last. You got him Dom, good. Dom decision. Yeah, you got him good. You got one more guy. I think you got Friedman he, good. <laughs> you got Friedman, I think too. Well, he was Freeman. Booth was. Yeah, Freeman. that's what he was. <laughs> Booth was Freeman. I want to see if I can pull that up. We're getting side. That, that was the one. That was literally the one. I think. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, you've been. Booth. I want to pull that up now. If you guys don't understand, there's this guy on Twitter. Canucks guy and he, he'll always just randomly change his profile and his name to like an actual insider and just say some actually wild stuff but it looks like somewhat real so like big hockey writers and all these like hockey guys will be like oh I can't believe that and then the, after like two minutes they realize you know you've been boothed yeah is it, was it this one where it's like not sure what to expect for a timeline of announcements from the Canucks but word tonight is Jim Benning was given indication in the last oh. four hours that he is to return or something like that Mm, I think no, it's to that's not that's not it. I think it was to quit or if not, but I guess to move on. Um uh yeah, who do you who do you have going sixth? <laughs> sixth overall. Give me one sec here. Sorry, kind of kind of trailed off there for a I'm sec. Gonna, I, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my research <laughs> and see if I can find anything. <laughs> so sixth overall, obviously Matthew Kachuk. Uh we talked about him to the Calgary Flames. Great worked out for them. Um so yeah, obviously I, you did a uh, with the. I mean, you had Line going much higher. Um, let me go to my draft here. Yeah, you had Line going much higher. Uh, right here, I have Jacob Ch- Chikrin. I can't pronounce his name still. Jacob Ch- Chikrin. Chikrin. I always see Chichurin. I'm like, dude, that's definitely not how it's pronounced. But it might be. I don't know. Is that uh, is Jacob that- Chikrin? Is that also uh, why you can't uh, say Dom Lucision's name? Yeah. I think I'm saying it right, but. <laughs> I, I, I can pronounce it right. It's just the fact that I don't want to mess it up, <laughs> but I'll still mess it up anyways. Um, but yeah, that's who I had going here. And I think I might keep him just because I, I had um, I had someone else going number three. Who I think it's kind of obvious at this point, but yeah, he's uh, I'm going to go with Jacob Chikrin. Fuck me, <laughs> damn! Uh, at at uh at number six overall, um, broke out this season. I think he led defenseman in goal scoring, didn't he? From what I recall, um, but yeah, considering uh, you know, in considering the team he's playing on right now, and to get forty one points is nothing short of remarkable. Honestly, like on that team, that it, it is that's Herculean, dude. That shit <laughs> to do that is amazing. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he took the role, the number one defenseman role from Ekman Larson. He's ran with him, man. He's been great. Um, 
I don't know what to say. He's uh, definitely more on the offensive side. You, you don't really, I mean, he's obviously a number one, like he's a number one pairing defenseman. Um, but obviously you don't maybe look to him as a defenseman, as a defend, like as a good, like defensive player, but he's, he plays tough number one minutes, man. And, and he's so good offensively. Um, he, I don't know. He, he, I think he's a, he's pretty good at actually drawing penalties where I've also seen, but I mean, he's just been a, I mean, he's just been a good player all this season. And I, for me, again, it was a thing where Calgary is at a point here. So this is the year that Hamilton or Hamilton gets traded and they get Fox. And then, you know, (laughs) that never worked out because he didn't want to play. He wanted to play for New York. Um, But yeah, so I guess they, at the end of this year, they, they, I guess they're already my thought process at the end of next year, they're kind of, they want to lose Fox or they want to lose Hamilton. You know, Giordano, how many years does he have left? I mean, obviously he worked out for the next few years, two years after that, after the 2016-17 season. So, you know, next guy up, you got a number one defenseman in Jacob Chick, uh, Chick, Chikrin. Damn, Jacob Chikrin. Um, Hannafin, I guess, was meant to be that guy. And, and obviously it might be a slower process. I don't, I, I mean, it's still a chance. He becomes like, he can take the role from Giordano. I don't know if he does. But Jacob Chikrin has proven he can and on a worse team. So I, that's, that's where I'm going to go for number six. I feel like when we've done, when, when we've done these redrafts, we just pick like better defensemen for Calgary. Like I feel like, <laughs> yeah. that, like that, again, like, I did the same thing for Edmonton too. Yeah, like, we, I, I, I told you straight up, like there's fucking Debrinket. <laughs> and I yeah. go with McAvoy. Debrinket, imagine like someone as lethal goal scoring as Liney or Debrinket. And we put, and we give him McAvoy because like imagine McDavid, Drysaddle, Debrinket, and we're giving him McAvoy, right? Like that's, uh, that's how you know they need defense, these Albertan teams. All right. Considering, which is weird because obviously Calgary is a team that's like, you know, defensive, Sutter, you know. Uh, what I did find, by the way, uh, remember Mr. Booth and Tony D'Angelo? Like, oh, yeah. When it was, when it, was, it wasn't D'Angelo, but it was a burner. The bur- yeah, the, the burner. <laughs> um, but yeah. So pretty much it's just like, yeah, Mr. Booth, like, DMing NYR, you know, Rangers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> That's that one. I think might be the best one. It's like uh, rumors are like you're you're getting traded sooner. Like, with the, with so, yeah, yeah. So I heard the Wait. Vancouver Canucks are making an offer for Tony in the next 24 hours. And NR fans, like, <laughs> where did you hear that from? And, and Mr. Booth says, Between you and me, I'm buddies with John Weisbrod, Canucks assistant general manager. He said you should be ready for a big call soon. Wow says nr nyr fan what is van's offer i'll double check for you but i heard it's a draft pick going back to ny with some salary retained <laughs> no, no, i can't believe also that's probably not him like if there's a real it's probably it's no i don't think it, i don't think that it's definitely was. not him I, I think there's a point in my head where i actually did think it could have been him but then my also then my like my conscience kind of kicked in and like yo what, what this guy's about to like get kicked out of the league yet he's on Twitter yelling at people still. It's more it's more like I want it to happen for the actual meme to happen than I think yeah. it is actually. Happening. But it's definitely not like it's for real. To be honest. All um, right. So, so number yeah number six Jacob Jacob Chikrin. Uh, the team he plays for now is up next. The the Coyotes who have a uh, actually changed their logo. Yeah, they're back the to Kachinas. Which is which is great. I mean, that's a good. Uh, that's a good. It's amazing logo, in my opinion. I don't know why that honestly ever yeah. was changed. To be honest, I really liked it. I know they want to guess get a rebrand going just because 
they're probably in the Atlanta Thrashers phase, which they're still in now. Well, no, it was just just to you know to try and sell season tickets that they didn't sell. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Um, pretty much. Scott and I were talking about doing our uh, when we were doing our NHL Central Division preview, and yeah. I said like the one redeeming quality the Coyotes have is that they brought Kachinas back full time. <laughs> one redeeming quality <laughs> of this team. Yeah. Um. So so number seven, uh, they I, originally took Clayton Keller. That's what they I, originally took. And I uh, I get to make the the pick here. Yeah. For the Coyotes. <laughs> Take Clayton Keller. I'm not taking Clayton. Okay, uh, <laughs> I, I was I, like, please don't. I I'm gonna take Alex to bring cat. Good. Uh, he I actually had going to Columbus number three. Uh, that's who I had. See the Brinket, like I I have him going to seventh because I would rather have the defenseman of like McAvoy, Chikrin, and Fox more than to Brinket, and I would rather have Matthews, Kachuk, and Line. I think I would rather take all of those. Like I think all of those guys' uh, ceiling is higher. Than yeah, I I know I know what you mean by ceiling. It, for me to break it, number three was dude. The guy can has proven he can score. Where line eight, like always, needs to be in a position where he has to. He literally has to be in the Vetchkin spot to score. He can score from the defense. He can score from the blue line too if you need him to. But the brink, it's like the brink. It can score from anywhere. That guy, I don't know. That's why he is number three for me, man. And this season showed, like, again, he, he's still a 40-goal, 40 40-assist 40 guy. Like, he is so good. I know he plays alongside Patrick Kane, but honestly, like, he looked, he looked like he was facilitating more than Patrick Kane was at his points. Like, he he is such a dynamic player. And, I, I mean, I, he, would, he would definitely help Arizona right now. Yeah, absolutely. He, he again, he's about, like, he can score, he can shoot, he can pass. It's like the almost like the five tool athlete, you know, you talk yeah. about with baseball. He's got speed. Don't compare him to Tayson Hill. He's not the Swiss Army. <laughs> He's not that, but like <laughs> he, he is like the guy who can do a lot of good things. Yeah. Like he can do a lot to help a team, you know, perform well. Uh I'm I'm sure he's gonna get I don't know if he's gonna get a lot of top line minutes this year with chicago because chicago's kind of a weird team how they have their roster build but i mean i mean there's in my mind there's no way he doesn't just because he i don't see how you can have a guy who was on pace for 40 goals again this year at 40 goals a year two years prior i mean he did have an off year in 2020 but i mean he came back this season and looked better than i mean he looked better than ever is his highest point pace he's ever had um I just see, I don't see a, a world where he's not playing first line minutes. I mean, and he's on a good, see with Jacob Chikrin, I didn't get to that. He's on one of the league's best contracts. Right now, Chikrin's on a good contract. He's only getting 6.4 for the next two years. Like Chikrin's like five for the next like five or six. So yeah. that's even better. But, you know, that's, you know, and they're wanting to win now. I I think you just go in with like him, him like he's on the first line with Kane. Then what do you put Taze back on the first line again? I'm assuming that's what you're doing is you're putting Taze and Kane on the first line, probably with the Burn Cat. And yeah. you're just, you know, you're kind of running it back from last year in a way. Yeah, and that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to run it back for like how long, you know. I mean, I guess when you have like you know, these legends like hockey legendary hockey players like Taves and Kane, it might you might as well run it back. And, and that's you, why they went in with Jones and all that. Well, and you got Flurry too. Like Flurry's yeah. not trying to, you know, take part in a rebuild. So yeah, so I guess they so are I, probably going to go in, and without that, the brinket has got to probably be on the first line for me. 
to bring it seventh. He went, he goes to Arizona in the redraft. You're up next with eighth. Eighth overall. Oh my gosh, it's closed. You, my can, go, you can go in a bunch of different places here with this. Eight. Yeah, I think after this, I think what well, you could obviously, we do have our uh kind of we kind of have like the top 12 like yeah I, I think it's just again it was just the orders that we really had going on here um sorry i fully like deleted my talk everything going on my thing here well the or the cap friendly delete your <laughs> the number number eight was alex nylander um unfortunately didn't really work out uh in buffalo uh went to chicago didn't really work out uh, the season prior to last, and he didn't he didn't play at all this season. I don't think. Who was the defenseman that he got traded for? Uh, that um, let me back up. back to Buffalo. Who was uh, it? Was it was Henry Yoki Haru? Yoki Haru, uh, who like wasn't he's he? Pretty, he's pretty. He's decent. Like he had, he had a. Uh, he's better than he's better than Nylander. Uh, he's right now, but whereas I still think Nylander like could still become like a third second line player. The offensive guy still there's still hope in my mind just because i mean you don't have a father like as good as him you don't have a brother as good as him where like it's like he's bad at hockey um i i and he wasn't he's picked high for a reason like uh and he it's not like he had a necessarily really bad season in 2020 but i know it wasn't up to what we uh like what, what, we, like, what, what was what, meant to happen what we expect from him yeah um, but yeah, like you don't get a, you don't have a father as good as Michael Nylander and a brother as good as Willie Nylander. And like, you, you're not good. And considering like he was a top eight pick too, like he's a top 10 pick. Um, I, there's, there's still something in there for me. I don't, any, you could argue he didn't get enough chance. Like, but I mean, he kind of did with that season 2020, but I don't know. There's still something there in my opinion. I know that's obviously like a cringe joke. Like, oh, there's always something there, you know, like say that with you levy and all that shit, <laughs> like, but. Yeah, um, didn't work out there. Um, Buffalo Sabres. So I, I originally actually had Line going here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I had Line going here originally. Um, I just think again, alongside Eichel, they don't get Skinner in the and at this point, you know, you don't have that going on. So Line fits in much better. Line is a much better goal scorer, in my opinion, than Skinner is. I mean, you can argue. Skinner, you know, like no, no. Here's the thing: Skinner's like a good goal scorer, like once every three years. Like, yeah, he, again, he, he, yeah. He can score seasons goals. the year now. This season's it. Like, yes, score good well, this year. I wouldn't that be awesome if, did, like, with no Eichel and with all the turmoil going on in the franchise, if, <laughs> he like, has like a it, seventy-five point season. Yeah. He has like forty-five goals, and like, oh my gosh, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he's and he's got like you know all the like. He actually turns out to be an advanced stat wizard. Like he's getting all <laughs> these, like you know, good course. Put on the numbers. penalty kill one. Yeah, <laughs> like alongside you know, fuck nose Tage Thompson and like Rasmus Asplund and all those guys. You know, you're going deeper down, and I can go, I can go deeper. I know a few guys down in the hellhole. I can go with Jack Quinn. They might as well bring him on the power penalty don't, kill. Don't don't mention my King Casey Middlestat. Whatever. You yeah, I have his hockey uh, card. It's sitting in my car. I think it's like I stepped on a few times. It's, it's under my I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Um, do, you, <laughs> do, do, do you have anybody at eight who you're? Really uh, I have. With? I have uh, as a replacement for Patrick Liney. I'm gonna go with Dubois. Uh, I think okay. that's. Um, you can obviously. I think the next pick may just be the same guy who got drafted there. We'll get to that after. But yeah, I mean, it, it's. Obviously, you can see right now where I mean, I mean, right now they're. I was going to say their center core is fucked right now. They're they're all, all their cores are fucked right now. Um, 
like everything's kind of messed up in Buffalo. Um, you know, he just brings, a, he's just a replacement for Ryan O'Reilly, essentially. Like that's essentially what he becomes. Um, obviously nowhere, not even like in the same realm as, as Ryan O'Reilly, especially, especially defensively. Like he's not even, uh, he does get overrated defensively just because he did play for Columbus in, in, in Tortorella system for a while, I believe. I'd, I'd not to say they just slouch defensively. Obviously, when he was in 2021, when he played for Columbus, he was actually literally a slouch defensively. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, he fits in with a Buffalo system. I mean, I guess O'Reilly could argue didn't, but I think that was more so probably O'Reilly just wanting out and like Buffalo wanting to tank. Um, but yeah, that, I think he can be right now, obviously would have been probably the first line center if he doesn't get traded, but considering what happened in Winnipeg, he probably would have gotten traded by now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, yeah. Du- I was going to say, I really like Dubois. I think he's really coming yeah. into his own as a two C. And uh, yeah, I-, I think that's his position right now, which, which is good. I don't think, I don't know if he's better. He's all, he has the potential to be better. Obviously there's no reason. I mean, I don't think he was ever gonna like project for me to ever be a number one center on a winning team. That well, was he, it for me. That he, he reminds me of like, the Bo Horvat type or like a, a, a not as talented, but still, you know, good. Yeah, I, I would Dylan, put, Dylan, like a Dylan Larkin type. I would even put him in like a similar, like Yanni Gord. Maybe that's it. He's not. Like yeah. He, I think he's a bit better, bit better and more talented than that. But yeah. I definitely think the two C role where he can even get a it's little bit perfect special, for him. It, where he can get a bit of special teams time as well. Perfect. I think that's worked. I, I don't think you could really even see much of his talent on Winnipeg this year, which I don't, I think next year will definitely be better for him overall. His playoffs stats kind of were pretty bad this year. He wasn't even that good on Winnipeg this year. Um, I think it's funny and, how and the, it, well, the best player well, year, in that trade. This year, I think Dubois and Line, I think was a whole write off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, like, because Roslovit was the, the best player yeah. <laughs> on both of the, in the whole, in the whole trade, which is funny. Uh, but yeah, I, both of those guys, I, I, I assume will have much better seasons, especially line a for me, just because I don't see him getting <laughs> that low goal totals. Like even with a shitty team like that, I don't think he gets lower than 25 goals a season in the worst case. Like, I don't think he can, unless he gets injured or they're somehow actually worse. I think 25 goals is a target for him. I think Dubois yeah. can again, hit like, if you're getting 20, points. if you're getting 25 goals, maybe 50, 60 points out of Dubois, I think you're doing really well. Yeah. For Dubois right now, I think he can get like a, 20, 40, and then because he, I mean, he's done that before. He's gone 27, 34. Like, that's like, that's 25, 35, 25, 40, 25, 35. Like, that's, I mean, and I, and to be like, he doesn't, I don't think he gets much penalty kill time. Let me see that real quick. If he gets any, any I don't think he does thing. either, but he can kill some penalties if you need it. Yeah. He's not a penalty kill guy. I don't, and I mean, obviously, he's never been, he, for me, he's obviously, I mean, he's been good defensively, not to say he hasn't. I just feel like the uh, that's with a lot of Columbus players I, where like their defensive value definitely gets jacked up. Probably the same thing with Jones for me, where like Seth Jones, where like he was known as a, I mean, obviously last season was pretty bad for him, but he was known like as a great two way guy where I'm like, this guy's primarily offensive. It just plays in the system. Well, Dubois, I think again, he, he can't, he never really has been, but I always, I, I felt like he could be that kind of guy who could just kill penalties for you. Oh I yeah. Mean, same. I'm sure, I'm sure, like I'm Bo, sure, right? I'm sure he'll tell you, he'll do whatever helps the team like that sort of yeah. hockey cliche. But like, I do think there is some truth to the, to the matter of Dubois yeah. being a penalty killer, um, a, 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 probably the, the second line power play center. And, you know, he, he can contribute in ways outside of five on five. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I guess we're t- it was Buffalo right now. He Buffalo, he, if he was on Buffalo right now, he'd probably be penalty kill. Pen- <laughs> he'd be on everything right now. Probably he'd be in like 22, 23 minutes a game. He'd probably get work his ass worked. But uh, uh, yeah, Dubois, I, I, he, I, I always see like I always compared him to like a Bo Horvat, like, but like he as a ceiling. Um, I don't know if he ever reaches that, like uh, as a, like a one of the best second liners, second line centers in the league. But uh, he always he has the potential to. Uh, there's if he works a bit on the, I mean, I guess just how like the work ethic really was like last season for him. It looked like he was slouch, uh, slouch for a bit, even in Winnipeg for a bit. It kind of looked, it looked like it didn't work out. But I still believe it will. I don't think last season I consider a write off. Obviously, as a Canucks fan, <laughs> I consider it a write off. Maybe you too. Uh, you know, Heronic with leading the team with with points. We'll get to him later too, Heronic. Um, but yeah, I get, ninth, ninth, I get uh, the ninth. So ninth was Mikhail Sergachev. Um, I mean, what I, he's so good too. Like he's he, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if like he came higher too. Like it, it would, I I wouldn't argue with it. I don't think. Like again, like I didn't argue with any of your line A picks or anything. With so I think. I think the 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 proper pick to make here is Sergachev. Yeah, um, he was originally However, picked. So, but what do you got? However, just to ensure this guy makes the top ten, I'm going with Carter Hart. No, 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 okay, no, 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 no. Are we are we doing this? I have. Are we, I have, are we actually doing this? There's I, no way he goes to Montreal. Why would he go to Montreal? Right, Why would right, Montreal right, take him? Fine. fine. <laughs> I know. Okay, you can pick him. But you understand my thought process. Oh, <laughs> in sure. 2016. I to, listen, <laughs> listen, I had heart going 10th in this draft. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, 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 but I didn't know if you were actually going to take heart. No, no, I, no, 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 I'm not dumb. I, I know he's good. Okay. I know, I, I know, I, I joke about it with you. I know he's good. <laughs> he's on Team Canada, fuck's sakes. I, I like the guy. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. I'll give the real, the very <laughs> real pick. I'll give the very real pick of Mikhail Sergachev. Okay. Okay. Right before I said like uh, I haven't argued argued with you yet on any pick, I just I probably argued argued with you. That was that was that was worse than the Demko thing we did last week. No, because the Demko one was like in my sense like I had like a thought process of how I could defend myself. I don't know if you could defend yourself on that one where you. I think was that the year he signed the big ass contract? When was the year he signed that big contract? I think it was the year before. Yeah, so like you know what the thought process there, that that they, they all obvi- no no they all like here's the thing. There's no way Montreal actually. It was actually it was actually 2018 2019 signed that. But what he signed before? Uh, he was yeah, not, I he feel was like not, he had a big deal beforehand too. Yeah, had a 6.5 million deal for six years in 2013 2012 2013. That's a pretty good deal actually, considering how good he was. Um. But I mean, it just in my head, like considering obviously the way it worked out now, it wouldn't make any sense. Um, that would essentially kind of be like a Bobrovsky situation with Knight, if you if you will, where now you have this goal, he's just sitting there making ten million dollars. Okay, all right. So let me go with Sergachev to yeah. Montreal. I think Mikhail Sergachev is is an underrated talent. Oh yeah, I mean again purely, purely because he's playing on the third yeah. <laughs> defensive line for the Lightning because that's how good the Tampa Bay Lightning are. Yeah. I mean, I, he also like he had 30 points last season as a bottom pairing defenseman. Obviously his playoff stats don't show it well, but I mean he was good in the playoffs. So, like there's nothing more to say. I also, you know, when you talk about Sergachev, you talk about the Druan trade, which yeah. I mean probably 
Montreal. Yeah, Montreal's regretting that. I think. Um, my, we, I, well, I think Montreal bailed out Tampa Bay in that situation. Yeah. Because I don't think the the Drewan Tampa Bay thing was just not working anyway. Like, yeah, and it, they did. I mean, it did work out for that bit where they sold high on and, and it worked out because they got Sergachev. Oh, sure, but I I don't think it worked out for like it wasn't yeah. going to work out in Tampa Bay. No way. And I don't I, I don't believe that Sergachev was like of equal value to what the situation. Like I guess it was more just Bergevin really loves Drewan. And wanted to get Drew Ann, which and, I mean, yeah, I mean, I really love Drew. I think everyone I, really loved Drew Ann when he came into the league. I mean, I there's think no people, reason not to. Well, I think people do like, I even like him now. The issue, yeah, I don't, th- I think he's still a, probably a pretty good second line like guy and get you 60 points. Like, I like my, pro- my issue with Montreal is asset management and just like you're trying yeah. to convert Drew Ann to be a center, which he is not. And it didn't work with Domi. Well, I don't know why you're trying it again. Like, and, and so. That's where it really frustrates me on, on the behalf of trading Sergachev for this guy who you're asking not to, you're asking to do something that he's not yeah. paid to do. Thankfully, and, I think Dvorak might take that role in the second line and where you got Dvorak drew in now. Probably, which I, I'm, I think is an improvement, but that's what I didn't like about trading Sergachev for what you want, what you tried to get when it, it just seems like a lot. Otherwise, yeah. Sergachev is a really, fantastic left defenseman yeah. number honestly on a lot of teams he could have been a number one like he could be a number one defenseman on lots of teams honestly I, I would say i would say probably like 10 to 15 teams he could probably be like a top top like top four defenseman i even like consider him on like a better like arguably like like a level like shabbat kind of like even though i think sure. sugar is probably the better defensive player but like you know, that's, that's his level. That's his level. That's his level. Like he is like that good where he can be a number one defenseman on, on like an average team. Like yeah. maybe, I don't know if Shabbat's like, I don't know if Shabbat, he, I, he has the potential, like just like Sergeyev to be a number one guy. Um, But yeah, I mean, Montreal, I mean, does Sergeyev, I guess it kind of bite them in the ass. Cause does, I don't know if Sergeyev helps him win the Stanley cup this year. If you got Sergeyev, cause obviously Drew, I didn't play to personal reasons, but. You know, Sergachev, I don't know if he helps him. He he might help him win a game or two instead of Gustafson, but I don't see it. Might, it well, it might, it might be like a Romanoff situation where it's just like, hey, we're just trying to find the right time to use this guy. And it's just like, yeah. well, when uh, is that right time? When Again, I, I've always been high on him too because at, at one point he actually was considered one of the best defense, like if not the best defensive prospect yeah. in the world. And I still think he's like, he has like Sergachev potential. I think he could be that good. Um. If he gets the time, I just don't know if Montreal is going to give it to him, which is unfortunate, just because I do believe he's so good. And he showed it. Like, he came in, like, the first game of the playoffs, for second shift, he knocks Petran right on the head, like, right on the floor. Like, well, it, and, and that and that's what I feel like with... Scored a goal in a Stanley Cup final. Not even, not even Sergeyev scored last playoffs. Like, come on. Well, and that's what I I'm, I, I would be concerned with if Sergeyev was still in Montreal, is just how they would use him and the yeah. asset management, which yeah. was not great. Okay, so I did I did take Sergeyev <laughs> 9 to Montreal. <laughs> yeah, just because your thought process was like, I'm not going to take heart number 10. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before I get to the obvious here, uh, Tyson Jost uh, was taking number 10. Um, he's a or, guy former Penticton V Tyson Jones. Yeah. Uh, he, um, obviously, I mean, he never really panned out the way they wanted him to, where maybe they want, like, they're looking at him. What like new hook is to them now. Yeah. Essentially. That's what they're looking at him. Um, didn't work out, but 
he's become really good defensively. Like he is actually, he's like one of their main penalty killing guys and he's become pretty good defensively. Um, obviously like, the offense uh, is a bit lackluster. I, I, I like a, a, um, uh, a, a way better Marcus Kruger. <laughs> like, yeah, actually. A, a, a way more talented Marcus Kruger is what Tyson, like Tyson Jose is. Cause that's how I just view it. Like that's how I view those guys who play like bottom six minutes, but they also are on the penalty kill yeah. and they, you know, are strong defensively. Um, grinders yeah. is not the right word that I'm looking for. Oh yeah. Cause I, he's not a grind. No, he, he had it, 35 points in 33 games in North Dakota. That's not a grinder. That's but, not but, a grinder. But you know how they talk about like in baseball where they talk about guys who like chew innings, like yeah. guys who will just like eat innings and they'll just keep going and they'll yeah. make it tough for their opponent. Like that's what I feel like Tyson Jose is. Yeah, uh, he has a similar score uh, point shares to players such as uh, Pavel Zaka, who's pretty decent. Adam Lowry. Then you get into you know Jimmy BC, uh, Rostislav Olesh, Nick Dow. Nick Dow is pretty good to be honest. Um, Tanev's good too. Um, Jimmy VC. <laughs> that what was the tweet last last year? Jimmy VC is the most dangerous, useless player I've ever seen, which is true. He he uh he'll he'll uh he'll just he'll do something nice and like you actually don't understand how he could do what he does with the puck after he does like this nice move. Like he actually and, just, then, he'll, and then and it'll just like like saucer pass it in the middle and it'll just get like knocked down by a defender. Yeah, or he'll just lose the puck in a situation where I didn't even know it was actually possible to lose the puck. But like, yeah, like I, again, I, make, to make another reference, like the shortstop who can make like the Jeter type throw, and it's like, wow, that guy's rocks. And then like the next play, he just bobbles like the the, the slow roller. Speaking right speaking of shortstops, I watched the 2015 uh, seventh inning back of uh, the the the, oh, the Rangers uh, Blue Jays game where Bautista hit the home run. Dude, Elvis Andrews had a brutal inning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that was a really that was bad. Yeah. Like, that was bad. Really like, there's one good. one of the errors wasn't his fault. The other two were just, dude. He, I mean, it was his fault too, but it wasn't as much as the other ones. There no, was some no, it was, it, was, it was definitely the uh, the the two errors that were primarily his fault. They really factored into that loss. The first, uh, the, the, the 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 one that wasn't as bad. Like, yeah, <laughs> they, they like if you just did that. If he just hit the <laughs> lawn, like that would be okay. Like you can. That's a that's a top five moment in Toronto sports history, probably. The, <laughs> like the, I mean, the Batista, the Batista. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that. That I, even. I feel yeah. like it's. I feel like it's the Batista home run, and then the Kawhi uh, shot, and then um, just winning the championship too, probably. Probably just winning the championship overall. You got to throw in some random TFC moment because we're you know, <laughs> inclusive and then, just Jovinko playing. Um, <laughs> who's your? We're getting off track. Here. Who's your? Uh, uh, yeah. So Jost, uh, he he's worked out for them, and they got a few other guys who can replace him there. Um, number ten, number ten. Here I go. So number ten, I have Carter Hart. <laughs> Carter Hart is my pick for number ten. Obviously, last season was definitely an anomaly. There's no way he doesn't come back this season with a with much better numbers. You won't see him having an eight seven seven and and three point six seven. And, and again, unfortunately for the Flyers, Brian Elliott didn't have his random 940 season, which he has every few years. I think he's unf- like, you know, you know, that's just Brian Elliott, too, where he was just like, OK, fine, I'll be good and then get my contract and like, I'll actually have a job for the next few years kind of thing. Yeah, he didn't have that. But <laughs> I do think with Carter Hart, um, I remember when he was like, because he like, obviously I was paying attention to him as the Everett Silvertip fan. And, yeah. you know, there was the talk then like this is five years ago. 
talk then yeah. about like ah taking a goalie within the top 10 or maybe even the first round like ooh, yeah that's, that's a little which again i'm happy that stigma's kind of gone the Pietro stigma well, because it really is stupid if we're being honest well now i nowadays like i think we're like nowadays i think there's still a mix of um smart teams and bad yeah. teams but i think we're getting more smart teams where yeah. teams are just like okay we're just gonna take the guy that we really want yeah. and i mean philly could have taken him in the first round they had a first round pick but yeah. and they well, ended up taking german rubsov who's another guy who like i actually thought it'd work out well like from his russian status and I, it's like weird like right after he got drafted there was no growth and, and that's a no. guy like yeah, I, that, I don't know. I just thought that was a weird pick. But that's but that's where I thought like it was a wise play by Ron Hextall, who was the Flyers GM at the time. It was like he probably could have got him in the first round, and people would have been like, "Okay, sure, yeah. like he's the like, best goalie. He's had all this, you know, recognition in junior. Yeah, okay, take him in the first round. Yeah, but he said he's smart enough to like, no, I'm going to take him in the second round, and you know, get another first round player." even though that first round player didn't yeah. really work out for the flyers. So, and I think he, uh, I, I don't, I've said on this podcast too many times, how good I think Carter Hart is and yeah. can be, uh, he, he probably, I will be surprised if he's not playing for team Canada at the Olympics. Um, um, it depends on his season. Now, if he really does actually become like the nine, like 15, 20 goalie, if he's, if he does have a nine 15, he doesn't make the team. In my opinion, he has to actually have I, a really good season for me, for him to make the team. I was going to say, I don't think it's guaranteed, but I think, yeah, he, it's not he, guaranteed, he, but he I see why he's way on. Yeah. So that's, um, that's a good, that's a good pick. Uh, and just in the terms of Colorado too, like at this point, they don't have Grubauer. They're kind of in that weird, I think, I don't know if this they, is they were in that, they were, they were in that like weird, like stretch for a while. They were like, the team wasn't actually that bad, but it's like, you're going through like Semyon Varlamov, yeah. um, trying to think of who else was Colorado. There's some Budai going on in there. There's a lot yeah. of stuff. Let me pull up that actual roster because that one was, it was, I mean, it was obviously it was a rough team. Uh, it's probably, I think that was the, the, the next season after was the, that really bad team that like historically garbage team. I think that was the Pickard year. Let me see. Yeah. Calvin Pickard, yeah. Semyon Varlamov, Spencer Smith, Spencer Martin, and uh, uh, Jeremy Smith. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a, he was the guy who played 10 games for that team. Are, are you excited to see Spencer Martin as this? Canucks fourth goalie here. <laughs> I mean, he didn't look too bad. I'm not gonna lie, he didn't look too bad when I was watching him. Um, um okay, so so yeah, Hart goes to Colorado. Colorado has their goalie of the future. They probably give him a a bridge deal. He's probably making that's like he got he has one in Philly right now. Yeah, so he probably's making five million in Colorado right now. Better than what you have to give up for you gave up like a King's ransom for Kemper. Not to say he's worth I think he's worth it, you know, but Timmons in a first and then you know it's a bit too much, but they kind of had to do that considering their win now mode. Which, um, but yeah, which instead of taking, I mean, you lose Jost, but I think you can, you know, you can find, yeah, uh, you can, you can, you can find, find Tyson, yeah, you can find a Tyson Jost replacement out there. I mean, the Red Wings already got theirs with Mitchell Stevens, right? So pretty <laughs> much you, you can find your replacement out there and um, you, you can't yeah. find a replacement for a goalie like that. So that's a good pick at 10. So I guess we can move on to 11th, uh, 11th and 12th were swapped between each other, the Ottawa Senators and New Jersey Devils. Yes. Um, so it was the 12th overall pick and the 80th overall pick going to the Devils. For the 11th overall pick, the 20, the 80th overall pick ended up being Brandon Gignac, who I don't think has even played in the NHL yet. I wouldn't assume he, like he played. He played one game in 2019. 
Um, playing for the Jacksonville Iceman in the ECHL right now. So I don't know about that. Um, but Mike McLeod, Logan Brown, obviously Logan Brown was taking 11th. Um, I don't know if you have Logan Brown 11th. He, he obviously didn't work out. He got traded recently, didn't he? Yeah, he got traded for Zach Sanford from the yeah, Stanley Cup champion, Zach Sanford. Um, I I don't have Logan Brown going eleven. <laughs> he's uh, a guy who I still think I think he's still out. good. Like I think he's, he's still I, I I honestly I see him as a third line center guy. Yeah, I, but but I but, but I think that's the that's the thing with that some people don't like to do is that like you know they want the next like top line whatever. People are looking for Matthews when yeah, there is the tenth overall. It, well, and like. There is value at finding like the Tyson Joses of the world or the Michael yeah. McClouds or the Logan Browns, 10th, 11th, whatever. Yeah. Um, 11th, this, this pick though, I'm going Clayton Keller. Yeah, that's who I had here. No, so, no doubts on that for me. So Keller is, he's a bit overpaid. He's a bit overpaid. He's also like, I feel like Dvorak was also, he had the thing where like he's in Arizona, so he might be better somewhere else. But I think he was just also overrated too for me. Well, the thing with Keller too is that I think he was uh, John Chaka's guys. And so Chaka, when you yeah. make, like, you tend to overvalue your own guys, right? Yeah. And right. Not, that's not to say that Keller is a bad guy. I think he's a really good player. Yeah. I just think at what did he make an eight million? Like he, I think it's not it's not that, but it, it's still enough to where he's overpaid. Like it, it's it's like pretty, he's, over, he's overpaid by two or three million. He, he's making seven point one five up until twenty twenty eight. The last few yeah. years of his deal, last four years of his deal is a no move clause and a no trade clause. Yeah, I would prefer him at like five and a half six more than yeah, because I don't see I don't ever see him being a first line. Uh, you know just. Dist- Distributor, like goal scorer. Not in my. I think he's a really good second line guy. I, I I don't know who I would attribute to him. Like who's a comparable to him? A lesser. I don't know. I I always go with the Leafs players for these. I don't know why. I'm not even a Leafs fan just because they have like maybe the the, Le- the, Le- the Leafs should definitely like in the future be um, like a, a case study on roster. <laughs> but Thomas Tatar is a comparable for me. Um, just in in his prime more so, but maybe less. Eh. I think- I think Keller's a bit more skilled Tom than Thomas Tatar, but, but I, I see where you're coming from there. Where it's like I, I'm trying to think of a comparable player. Um, probably Tatar is obviously a better uh, a two way guy, two way winger, but yeah. I don't know. He, he is comparable in the sense where I mean, it is. I don't know. I don't know if it's unfortunate, but you know, second year. I mean, his, his rookie year essentially, like he had 65 points in 82 games. He was fourth in Calder voting. He's uh, there's Besser and a few other guys in that year, so it's kind of hard to win, but. 65 points, 82 games in your first season is not is good, but he's never been able to capture that again. Well, and again, I just keep making comparisons here, but like it kind of reminds he kind of reminds me a little bit of like Donovan Mitchell in a way, where like <laughs> where like Mitchell like had the really good rookie mm-hmm. season when he came to Utah, right? Yeah. And then he kind of was just like he posted the similar stats, more or less the same stats. Like um, in in a, in a couple of years after like for me it's just the fact that he he'll go and he'll actually I don't not to say that maybe I'm making fun of not making fun of but underrating Keller here a bit but Mitchell's a guy who at least works hard every time he's on the court and I don't even I don't know if I read necessarily even buy that anymore just because yeah I think he had a great season last season in the well, playoffs just, the well, bubble well, was amazing well that's just with, with Keller now where Keller like he had yeah. like, a really strong rookie season and he kind of fell he, off he's kind of fell off a little bit but people 
when you come into the league, right, when you post these rookies that, you know, rookie numbers, and then people were like, okay, you're going to go more. You can do more. Cause this is just your first year. Like you can do yeah. more and you can put more. And a lot of times it just doesn't happen because the coaches yeah. are giving you more ice time or it's, you know, it's year two or whatever. Yeah. People are, are, are looking at you differently. So that's again, Ke- Keller on the second line left wing for 90% of the teams is a great yeah. fit. He is overpaid by one, one and a half million, maybe $2 billion. Yeah. I think probably one and a half, but two, you can make an argument for. You can make an argument. But I think at, a, at 11 in this redraft, I think it's a really, really good pickup. For yeah, a, and it, it, he's only dropped four spots, which is like, I mean, that's pretty good. Like, I know it's only, it's a recent draft in the sense that it's like, it's been five years. So there's still guys that might come in, you know, but I think oh, we kind of oh, have sure. like a top. Like, Jordan Cairo could, you know, really yeah, he's a guy him. who actually have close, like pretty close here, but you know, I think the top 15 maybe doesn't even change after this. It might, maybe, maybe the top 20 doesn't change it. Maybe, yeah. but it might, uh, at least, I mean, the top 10, I feel like is exact, but you know, the, the, the next 10 might change is what I meant to say. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Keller's a good pick. That's who I had. Um, I guess I can move on to number 12, who number 12, the other part of that trade, Michael McLeod, Again, I don't know. He is on a lower. I don't see. I guess maybe maybe Logan Brown in a way are kind of the same players. Yeah, but I guess Michael McLeod got has had much more playing time. I don't think Logan Brown's gotten a chance. That's a yeah. difficult thing where like I don't really watch these guys in the in the in the AHL. I don't really. I mean, I can't. Oh, you're really, not watching the the big. No, I'm not watching Hartford Wolfpack. I'm not that big of a Rangers guy. <laughs> big Binghampton Senators or whatever. Albany Albany Devils. I don't even know if they play in Albany anymore. No, they. I I I'm just like I'm just thinking of like Bakersfield Condors. Uh, yeah, Utica Comets. No, it's Abbotsford Canucks now, baby. Um, Michael McLeod didn't work out. Didn't really have a good season. Uh, last year. I mean, it wasn't horrible but it wasn't good um i don't that, see that's him. what you could that's what you could say about the devils all yeah year. <laughs> uh, they'll have a better season this year uh hughes will definitely i think i told you he might i think he can get to like a 60 65 point level with caco both of those guys um that's another one we can do a few years down the line is that draft because i i hope uh i obviously i don't know about maybe hughes stays at number i don't again i think we always talk about like hughes and caco or the the right picks like and that's what i think about this draft too we're like you know line in matthews are the right picks it just didn't work out um michael mcleod is not who i have i think this one is really the end of the the, the top 12 we had is a, it's sam gerard that's yeah, who i have there that's what um, i have yeah he he really became into his own the past few years and he's on a good cap hit too uh he's a, a He's a smaller guy, not really too small. I mean, five ten. He's my height, but it, maybe on defenseman, that's not what you want. But I mean, he makes up for it offensively and like the way he can distribute the puck. He's such a, I don't know how to even explain it. He could, he's a, he's probably like a lesser Shabbat in a way, in a, in a, in a way, or lesser Hughes, like like in that in that realm of a. He's not. He's uh, not. He doesn't have the elite. Uh, he doesn't have the elite. Um, scale I guess in a way, really. yeah, he's a. He's not a hard, I guess. No, he's a hardworking guy, obviously, but I would, he doesn't really have the IQ of Makar Fox, like who can like really see the ice in an elite way. But I mean, he's such a skilled player. I mean, I don't know what to say. He had 32 points in 48 games last year. Obviously it really didn't work out in the playoffs. He looked lost in the Vegas series, which is really the downfall for him is the defensive side, which I mean, I, I, I do, um, 
I do have some hope on that side for him. Obviously, he's still uh, he's still on the younger end of. I mean, he's still only 23. So there's obviously time to improve on that. There's still a few years before you really get into your prime. So I, I still have hope. And, and they're, and the Avalanche probably are working on that too. There's no way they're not working on that because that was the main issue, especially in the Vegas series, because he just looked like he was getting tossed in circles by Vegas. I will say the analytics like Gerard, um, you know, the Jay, yeah. Fresh, the Jay Freshes and the Dom Lushivans of the world, you know, pr- singing his praises quite a bit. And I, he is what made like part of the reason why Colorado's defense is so elite is yeah. because of the well, the contributions of Taves and like all those guys who yeah. just came in, even like Timmons was going to come in. Obviously, that didn't work because the Kemper said, I think he could have been a guy. They still buy him, you know. There's, there's there's so many guys there that that can come in and become all like it's like a Tampa situation. We got all these guys pretty much. Um, I have Gerard 12, I think he. Yeah. rounds out you know the there's not much to say about that one too probably, it's well it's like probably like the third or fourth tier of yeah. players in this draft class yeah for sure um right i guess if, in new jersey right now like that position where he would play would be filled by ty smith um who would be up next be i mean, I mean gerard as a second line second defensive pairing guy is not bad at all that's what he is right now and it's worked no. so I, I mean sam gerard there and the second pairing right there like is not bad at all no so 13 is who uh is, yeah. where I, is where i'm drafting next 13, so 13 overall that was originally jake bean who is currently a seattle kraken yeah um that didn't work out too i mean it was more so it's kind of like the hayden flurry thing i mean hayden flurry did get time but he never really he never really got the full chance where i i, I believe that he deserved um, it was it was carolina like running up like taking a bunch of chances with picks that like you know on yeah. defensemen, like they loaded up on defensemen, and some of those picks on defense have looked really good. Like, look at the, the yeah. Slavin, uh, Pesci. Um, you know, some of those picks have worked out well, and some of the you know, Hayden Flurry and Jake Beans haven't quite worked, yeah. worked out. Uh, 13th, though, I'm gonna go Philip Peronic. Philip Peronic, who do I have there? Actually, oh, yeah, you go ahead. So, we're on the same page here again. Uh, I mean, I had Peronic in, in the same ballpark, so I mean, I don't blame you for this one. Okay, just Horonic. I, I, uh, there's a, you could argue with some other players who are on the board here, but yeah. Philip Horonic, I think, has the highest ceiling of players available at this. Yeah, point. No, that's. I, I have one more guy above him, which is probably the. <laughs> probably, probably, I, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, but Horonic, I, I think, is a really talented defenseman who's been put in a tough place because of yeah. where the Red Wings are right now. And he probably won't get the same level of attention this year because I don't think the Red Wings are going to be good again this year. But I think he can be with the Shabbats. He can be with the Gerards of like the of the world. He's not I don't think he's going to be close to like the Adam Fo- Adam Foxes or McAvoy's or Chickren. I don't think he's at that level. But he's like he can be like a, a tier below that. That's yeah. where I I like Mikhail Sergachev. I think it's where uh you know Harona can be like a um step, I, yeah a step um, below the real elite guys in this draft class. That's where I see Harona, and he you know might maybe in Carolina it's a different story. Maybe in Carolina he really pops off, but. That's 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 my uh, that's my reasoning for Heronica thirteen. Yeah. 
I mean, I understand that pick. Uh, he was, all, I think, you, I mean, you already touched on everything I was going to say. He, he got thrown prob- probably the worst position, like maybe Dahlin's in a worse position. But, I mean, Hironic got thrown in. Like, he was the number one guy on a team that sucked. At least with Hironic in the Red Wings, like, there is light. Like, there is yeah. light at the end of the tunnel. You can see how this team becomes yeah. successful. I don't know that you can find that with the Sabres right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah, because the Sabres don't look like they have the plan. Um, Steve, it's the Iser plan. So, you know, there's always something you got to look out for. Um, but yeah, Heronic fit there. Um, Heronic, uh, and Carolina, that from the reason, again, I think I probably actually would have had Heronic going there, had Boston at the 14th pick or the 13th pick, sorry. Um, it's just the fact that uh, they have so many great defensemen, especially at this point, then they're getting Dougie the next year. So that was my thought process. Like, you know, if they get Heronic there, do they even ever get Dougie? Um, but yeah, I, I understand your pick there. And Heronic is, I mean, uh, he'll be better than last year. Not to say he was bad last year, he was decent, but it was it was a war. It was the worst case scenario, essentially. Wait, for when him. I mean, no offense to like you know when you're getting when you're getting on the same deep pair line as um, Danny DeKaiser. Yeah, that, that's a play, bit. Or, or when you're having to play alongside Mark Stahl at times. Yeah, there's a, that's a rough left side there. I'm not gonna lie. That's um, a, it's a tough look. It's a tough yeah. look. No offense um, to the Kaiser or Stahl, but it's a tough he'll look. probably still get first line minutes this year. Probably Cider and Stetcher behind him. See, I the like right the side. right side. Like those right. Yeah, the right side's good. Stetcher yeah. is probably a, is a really good third pairing, like top of the line third pairing. Yeah. Guy. Um. You got yeah. 14. Uh, fourteen. So yeah, I guess kind of gave it up there. Fourteen is who I had. Um, is where I had Hronik. Um, just cause it made sense. Another cause McAvoy there went there originally, um, to have another right-handed defenseman. Um, I'm just going to go with Jordan Cairo then. Like, that's who I had above him. Oh, you are going to take, you are going to take Cairo. Yeah. 14. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, again, like he doesn't really fit. It doesn't seem like he fits the Boston system. It was just for me, I guess. Uh, mm, kinda, I don't know. He kind of does. I, I guess he does. He is a, he's not the best two way guy. It's not like he's a liability defensively, but. Let me pull up his stats for this season here, just because I I, I kind of got was, lost. He, he was a big part of their of the Blues run. Yeah, like, he, was, he, like he was arguably like um, he was like an near an All Star level at his peak this year. Kind of trailed yeah. off towards the end. I'm not gonna lie, he did trail off a bit towards the end. Um, well, but yeah. Scott Scott and I talked about this in the last podcast in the Central Division preview, where it's like the Blues had to like they played the Coyotes like for the first seven yeah. last year. <laughs> And then they're going up against like the Vegas and Colorado and, yeah. and, 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 you know, Minnesota, like to end the year, it's like, yeah, they didn't have a great end last year, but it's for a good reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's who I went with Cairo there. Um, okay. I can pull up Boston. I, I, again, there's a few guys I could have went with there. Again, we're at the point where, at the you know, we don't know what's going on here. Uh, I don't know. They, maybe cause obviously like he, he's only really came into his own now. Where back then, like they, I guess if it worked, if it worked out in the way it's worked out now, Kairu comes in now when Krejci leaves. You know, he's a second second line guy. He, he's, I think he played, you can play wing too, but he's a he's a center as well. So you know, have him on the second line. Maybe you're kind of throwing him in too quick, arguably, but I don't know. I think having he's, him replace me. He's a really good middle six player. Yeah, he's a replacement for Krejci. I mean, he had a great season this year. Not to. Not to undermine that at all, but as a second guy to Krejci after, you know, right, right now, I think that would be good. And maybe that, you know, that kickstarts DeBrusque and it kickstarts a few guys who, I mean, I would have said Richie too, not to say that he's been like, he, but he's on Toronto now. Um, 
did I also say Jake Bean plays for the Kraken? Uh, he got traded to Columbus, didn't he? <laughs> He did get traded. Uh, yeah, because he got traded to yeah. Col- I think you're, yeah, you were thinking, you're thinking of uh, Kale Flurry. I think. Is that who you were thinking of? Uh, or Hayden Flurry? I swear, for some reason, there's a, there's a part of me. There, there, I swear Jake Bean went to the crack in, at one point, but I don't know. Maybe I'm, my mind's messing me up. I think it's just he all the mock seems drafts. Like a, he definitely seems like a guy. I think it's the mock drafts messed me up, dude. He's definitely, <laughs> those... a, he definitely a guy the Kraken would take. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess Kyrou there. Uh, 15th originally, uh, Minnesota Wild was Luke Cunning. Uh, Ooh. who do you have there? Do you have Luke Cunning? I do not have Luke Cunning. Uh, you know what? I actually did. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, I had two guys not moving from the position in this draft. So I, I'm going with uh, Jesper Bratt. Ooh, that's my next guy. <laughs> so Bratt, um, He's an interesting dude. Like he, he's he's like he's another late bloomer guy, isn't a he? A late bloomer, and he's playing for this Devils team that's not really like that good. First of all, like, a great like, pick by New Jersey, sixth round, and you get yes. this guy. You know, that's a top tier pick. He was the guy who, mo- who moved up. We get the exact number, hundred forty six spots in my mock draft, and I think he's a better fantasy hockey player than. Uh, not that I do a lot of fantasy hockey, but he definitely is like a late, you know, pick in fantasy hockey where it's just like, oh yeah, just for Brad, he'll put up like 40 <laughs> points this year. Like, that's just like, it's, it, I don't know. It kind of feels like in a way, like he's the obvious he was, 40, yeah. po- 40 he points. Po- he was on point for, he was on pace, sorry, for near 60 points. He's on pace to get over 50 and near 60. So, I mean, I mean, that's pretty good. That's like better than, I think that's already, I think it's better than Hughes plays. Like, that's he, like, one leading scores on team. You know what you're getting with Jesper Brock. Like it's yeah. not a surprise. He's just a, a a scoring winger who can, you know, put in goals, and that's about it. Yeah. Um. They he, have they he, have a he, lot of guys coming in too. They 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 have a lot of guys coming in. He'll he'll put it on. He'll get some power play time. Jesper Brat. That's my pick. Fifteen. Yeah. And they're pretty good with late drafts. They got Sharon Govich in the fifth round, 2018 too. Like they they have got you know obviously Blackwood. Um, I heard he's like the not vaccinated guy on the yeah, team. Yeah, he, he's, kinda... the, he's the unvaccinated player. Yeah, that one, that's rough. Um, but they got they've gotten Kerfoot in this fifth round. They got what's his name? Where I where is he? I know he's here. Miles Wood, their fourth round guy there. Um, I can I can go further down if I want to, but you know they have such a good core coming up. I know I know the pick was Minnesota there. Um, does uh. Sorry, damn, my brain just went there for a second. So now you're you're going uh, 16th. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so Jesper Bratt in Minnesota. I don't know if that fits there. I, again, I think the main thing for Minnesota is a center. So that's why I went with Luke Cunning because they just don't have – they've struggled to center thing because, you know, instead of Victor Rask as, as a center there, instead of – you know, you put – who's a center who's in the trade talks? I don't know. Even if you put Dubois there alongside Zuccarello and Kaprizov, does that help them right now? You know, there's – so I don't know if Cunning helps them, but it's a he's worked out for them this year, obviously. Is that your pick? Is Luke Cunning to 16th? Uh, that's gonna be my pick, probably. So uh yeah, so 15th had Luke Cunning just like in the same spot. Phoenix uh is gonna be Luke Cunning. Uh Phoenix originally got that draft picked uh because they acquired uh this guy. This this yeah. guy, this jersey I'm wearing, uh Pavel Datsuk. Uh unfortunately not a good way. <laughs> it kind of took his they took the they took the garbage like they do right now, uh, of Datsuk's contract. And the first round pick, 16th overall in this draft for uh 
second round pick in this draft, a first round pick in this draft, and Joe Vitale. It's another name I haven't heard in a while. Oh, wow. Um, I, not, I was not expecting to hear that. Name. Yeah. So Dotsuk, uh, the first round pick in the Coyotes side uh, was Chikrin. And the first and second round pick was Hironic as a second rounder and Chalowski. He's in first Seattle. Rounder. He's in yeah. Seattle. <laughs> this is, yeah, he's in Seattle. Uh, we'll get to the 20th pick later. We'll talk about Chalowski later. Um, I'm going to go with Luke Cunning. He had a great season this okay. year. Um, yeah, I, I don't, he's not going to be the guy who, um, Sorry, he had a good season this year with Nashville. Um, he uh, I mean, he had a good year. He had he was good in the playoffs in that six game series they had with Carolina. He he had a good season. I think he could be like he. I think he was on the third line, probably behind Duchesne and Johansson, right? But it's a guy who I I understand. Like, yeah, he's probably I don't know if he's a middle six guy, but he's a really I think he's a decent third line guy. Um, yeah, we're kind of in slim pickings here, so I don't really have much to say. Yeah, we he's just a. We, we can go a little bit quicker here going through some of these guys, <laughs> but he's a good player. I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about him. He, no. Um, who do I compare he was, him he to? Was, he was kind of somebody I was hoping that uh, the Kraken would take in the uh, expansion draft. Cause I yeah. believe he was um, available yeah. if I'm not. Mistaken. But yeah, I think he, I don't remember. There's so much going on. Um, he was traded, I think for Nick Benino. Let's see. I think it was. Yeah, have it trade traded by the Minnesota Wild with fourth round pick to National Predators for Nick Benino. I don't know if Nick, yeah, but I don't know. If that's it's again, we're in that slim picking territory. He's turned out to be good, but not to say that he's turned, I don't think Minnesota is necessarily really mad with that pick just because there's not really much going on here. Obviously, it didn't work out for them, but yeah, we're just we're just taking guys that we like. It seems like at this, point. yeah, and I like Luke Cunning. He's he's fun. All I right. guess I have my National Predators jersey back there. That's who he plays for. Um, 16 or 17, I guess. Right 17. Now. I am going to go with, uh, my guy, Tyson Jost, who we Ooh. talked quite a bit earlier. Um, former Penticton B solid. He's going to be, pl- he's playing third line left wing for the abs. He's going to be playing with Alex Newhook this year. That's going to be a really fun line. I, I think another, you know, full season in the, in the, in, you know, in the show, uh, will really make a difference. I like I like his style of play. Go Tyson Jost. He's my yeah. I mean, yeah, he's I don't know player. who the original team is here, but sorry, I don't know who the original team. Oh, is. 17 was Nashville with uh, Dante Fabro. Who? He, oh, okay. I don't know. That one was one where I always like in NHL. He's always medium elite potentials. You always think he's going to be good, and he always I, turns out to be 89 overall. But it's it's difficult because he's not really been that good for Nashville. Um, I I have him in the top 20. Sorry. I have him in the top 20. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't, uh, I actually don't even have him on my radar. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I don't have him. Uh, do I? I, I guess I, uh, I mean, I thought about it, but yeah. Um, number 17 is actually, I had a, damn. Who do I put there? I guess I can go with him. Uh, 18th. I'll go with uh, Jesse Puyi RV. So okay, um, so I guess uh, Winnipeg originally got that deal, which is, they fleece the flyers here pretty bad um so they take the 18th and the 70, 79th pick in this draft first and third for the 22nd and 36 a first and second which is they moved up and, but yeah they gave up a second for it um the first obviously turned out to be for philly turned out to be german rubtsov who didn't work out at all um I don't know. He's a guy I was high on I don't think he'll ever play in the NHL anymore it sucks uh pascal birch 36 didn't work 
Uh, Jets with the picks get uh, Luke Green and Logan Stanley. And Luke Green's a guy who I always thought would could work out. I don't know if he does. He might get some playing time, but I don't think he even has a contract right now. I always thought he could have got some playing time. Um, I don't know if Winnipeg still has his rights or if he is a UFA, but I, I always thought he could have had uh, a decent career, but I don't know if that's working out. But Logan Stanley, I mean, I don't know. He, he's worked out pretty well. He, was, uh, he wasn't also on my radar. But, I mean, I think he could be. He's another guy who could be down the line if we do this again in five years or something, right? Probably. Yeah, I mean, he he showed really good signs of, I mean, I scored, he scored two goals in a game this year <laughs> against uh, Montreal, I remember. Um, in the, was it was a game four. I think it was just game four. I think it was game three or four. Is in Montreal, I remember. I was going to say, I think it was game four. Yeah, he scored two goals. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's uh, something to go go on um i'm gonna go with jesse pulley rv uh talked about him when uh, we were at the fourth overall pick there um a guy I always thought would work out didn't work out um came back and he's become pretty good i i, I he's got to improve on the power play um he needs to i mean because you know and i think it'll benefit him if he can play with dry sidle barry and, and and mcdavid obviously i mean it benefits anyone who can play alongside those guys um but if he's there instead of Hyman, you know, he, he, Hyman's pretty good, but Pui Arby is probably the better offensive player. And he, if he can work it out with them, I, in Edmonton, I think that can work out better for him. Um, in, in Winnipeg, if he stayed there, I don't know, he, maybe they don't get, you know, Veselainen or someone else who's like a guy down the, like that might come up. I don't know if Veselainen's another guy, kind of like Pui Arby, who like, I don't know if that'll ever work out, but I don't know. We'll see. That's who I'm going to go with 18. My favorite part of Jesse Bugliarvi's game is his face. Pugliarvi faces. Like- <laughs> yeah. And, and his stories were like uh, some random, that random guy just picked up Pugliarvi on the, on the, on the road. Yeah. He's like, Hey, I just picked up Jesse Pugliarvi. <laughs> and it all, that was like, like his Albertan accent. It, it was perfect. Pugliarvi face and Eli Manning face are like my two favorite things <laughs> in sports. So that's a good pick. I, I had Pugliarvi going yeah. 16th. So that's about same ballpark. Yeah. 19th. I think I know what you're going with here. I could go a bunch of different ways. I went with I, my last two picks for defensemen. I feel like the same with you. Okay. That's not, uh, do I want to go 19 and 20 or defensemen for me? Okay. 19th. I'm not going to go defenseman. 19th. I'm going to go Dylan Dubé. Ooh, he's a guy out of my radar though. I'll okay. give you that. I like Dubé. Dubé. Uh, Dylan Dubé, because of the fact, um, former Kelowna Rocket, so we're getting Kelowna in there. We're shouting. Was out he the captain of a World Junior team, or am I getting mixed up? I feel like that sounds right. I'll pull. That yeah, up. right. Like I, I swear right. he was, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not going to argue with you on that pick. I just, I don't know from the Islanders' standpoint. I just obviously got to go defenseman there. I just like that he had a he had a really good year this past year, right? And yeah. You're, um, yeah, he selected selected to the uh, World Junior team that won gold in 2018. Yeah, he, he, that's why I was always high on him, and I still am. I'm you know, not to say I'm not. Like, I think he can be – I think he can become, like, what Mangiapane was this season, uh, like like yeah. that level. Like, he, he can be that guy. Um, and that's, like – I mean, that's pretty good. Like, he, that's a 45-, 50-point guy. He's a great two-way player. Like that, probably even more if if you if you can work it out. But yeah, he, he had 22 points this past year with the Flames. Yeah. So and, and he had 
16 points the year before. So he's probably going to get up to like 30, I'm guessing this year. I, I think, yeah, but I think in his, like, if he can, like if you work up to it, he can get to like a 45 point pace, like a man, Pony, something like that. That's, yep. that's good, man. That's, that's good. That's and what the flames need. Yeah. yeah. A guy like that, like man, Pony is a perfect flame, dude. You yep. know what I mean? <laughs> like, and, D- and Dylan Dubé at 23, it's in line to be like the next man, Pony. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, like, I like that pick at 19. Uh, who are you rounding out the draft with? 20? Yeah. Uh, I guess we kind of skipped over who's 18 originally, but it was Logan Stanley. We already talked about him. 19th was Kiefer Bellows. Uh, that's another guy. Didn't work I, out. I, I still have stock in Kiefer Bellows. <laughs> Kiefer Bellows stock. Uh, he didn't, he doesn't get much chance, which does suck. Um, if, if, um, I mean, if Lou and, uh, Lou and Barry trots, give him some time. I don't think he'll be bad. He, I think he'll he get some time. He definitely feels like a Josh Hosang yeah, type. He does, but like obviously much less where Hosang was definitely due to his own issues. Yes, where, yes. This is, um, but I was going to say just in terms of like yeah. highly touted player who's not getting yeah, the for time. Sure. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a guy I thought would work out. Um, might be a chance there. Um, 19th, I actually, that's who, uh, sorry. Did you, did you take Mete? So 19, you just did 19. Sorry, my brain just fried there, right? 19th, yeah. you just did. So the last pick in this draft, 19th, I originally had Ryan Lindgren of the oh, New York okay. Rangers because he's just a defensive defenseman who works along. He's works alongside Fox. He had a great season this year. And yeah. I, I think, I think, I don't think he does much else but improve. Um, 20th, I actually am. I do have Victor Mete. Okay. I have, I'm going to go, I'm going to keep him just because I feel like his game would translate better to Detroit. Um, I also, Again, this I, is, I also think with Mete is like he needed to get out of Montreal. Like Mete, yeah. I think is a guy that I think you and I both believe like yeah. a, new, a new place will help him. And not to say he was even bad in Montreal. I always no. found that weird to me. Like uh, he wasn't even bad there. Um, I'll get to the before the the Dotsu trade. Uh, the the Coyotes originally got that pick from the Rangers. Uh, that pick was in the Anthony Duclair trade. So the, in 2015, a year before this draft, the the Coyotes acquired John Moore. Um, defenseman, right? He was a good yeah. defenseman in his own right, man. He was also oh, really solid good. defenseman. Solid defenseman in his own right. He played at least yeah five hundred games. He was great. Um, he was actually, I think, <laughs> on my own nine list. He was actually like a, I swear, I, I forgot what draft it was. I was looking at it, but he was actually on my radar. Never put him in. Um, but yeah, it was John Moore, Anthony Duclair, the Chelowski pick, this pick, and, and the second round pick, Tampa Bay Lightning, sixtieth. Uh. To the Rangers for Chris Summers, Chris Summers, uh, fourth round pick in 2016. Who ended up being, I think he's still on the team. I don't know if he, I think he's an RFA, just like uh, Bellows is. Uh, Tarmorian, and then he played a few games last year, didn't get much. Um, he had a good year in the AHL, so he might get re signed. Actually, never mind. I did remember. Yeah, he, he did get re signed. He's just in Hartford. He got cut from the, from the main team, but that's another guy. And, and they got Keith Yandel. That was a Keith Yandel trade. So that's how originally Arizona got that pick. And then the Dotsuk shit happened after. Um, originally it was Chalowski that went there. I'm not going to go with him. Victor Mete is the guy. Um, yeah, I just think he's, so, he played so well in Ottawa and like they had like, the record alone just shows how good he was. They like with that team. I, again, he's a guy that I'm betting on to like, same. I always do, bet on this do, guy. do well. Um, I'm going to be really disappointed if he doesn't. Do yeah, well I, I always, I mean, it, it was such a nice story to see a guy get it like a hundredth overall. And now he's, he has this like, I mean, that's a lot of guys and like brat too, but like 
I think I think Mete can work out, especially in Ottawa, man. Like he's gonna get time in Ottawa. He he can be a second pairing guy in Ottawa. Um, I don't know, maybe because because they do have Branstrom can play both sides. I don't know if you want Mete Branstrom just because that's more offensive base. Maybe Mete definitely looked better defensively the, over the past few seasons. Um, um, maybe if you look at uh, Mete's points total, you don't really get to see like how he actually is a really good offensive player. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it did take him 120 whatever games to score a goal, but. He's well, a good... I was gonna say if you're like, th- I think when you get into like these later drafts, like obviously like you got like the top guys of like the Matthews and the yeah. Chucks and the Foxes and all that sort of stuff. But if you're patient with these guys, there's yeah. a lo- there's a lot of talent in this draft. If you're patient and you keep you know salt like keep your expectations not low but keep mild expectation of what you know guys can be like. Tyson Jost, he's not going to be a top six scoring winger. So keep your expectations, you know, mild of like, okay, here's what he can do. This is what he brings. Let's try and maximize that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. His uh, his offensive game isn't shown by stats just because it took him so long to score. And I, I I think in Ottawa, he can get that chance. Yeah. He, he played much better in Ottawa. I mean, not even. I, I just don't never really got the Montreal defense situation. Like Kulak should have been a few more games than Gustafson. Obviously, it worked, brought him to the finals. But, you know, Kulak, Romanov are much better defensemen defensively than, than fucking Gustafson. I'm not even going to go back to that and anymore, man. I had Met, I had Mete going 17th. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Uh, you had Mete going 17th? In the, in the redraft, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had him 20th, uh, and it, it works out in Detroit too. I think because just because that left side's really rough, right? Yeah. And I think you'd probably rather have Matt Tate install and, and probably DeKaiser. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he's a first line guy in his prime, I, but I think he'd be and, a two, two second left defenseman in, in his prime, though. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's also a world in which he is like Chalowski too, where Chalowski, yeah. like, just there's potential with Chalowski being an offensive defenseman and it just for whatever reason hasn't worked yeah. out. Yeah. Whereas like Chalowski didn't really work out at all where Mete's kind of become better defensively. Yeah. So he's, he's like improved in a way that it still helps his career, which I think Mete can still have a long career. I, I think he's a good guy. Same with Lindgren. I think Lindgren, like the only reason I didn't take him just because I think uh, Mete fits in with Detroit system better. I think it's a better, I don't know. That's for me. Maybe Lindgren, I don't know. That's Lindgren, why I went with Lindgren. I had him 21st. He was essentially yeah. like my first guy out. Yeah, but I just went with Lindgren at uh, 19 just because I don't know. I mean, I saw what he did this season, obviously, as the Rangers guy this year, but yeah. So, other notable names Ryan Lindgren. Uh, I, I did not have Kunin in my top 20. I just Ooh. Had I had Fa- I like Favreau. That's why because I've seen Favreau play. Yeah. Like, that's why I like yeah. him. I mean, I like him too. It's not to say I didn't like him, but. It's a guy who I expected more from. Other notable names, uh, Sam Steele, who we have to mention for yeah. a hat trick in person. Yeah, and that I've was interviewed rough. him. Um, Nathan Bastion for a uh, current. That's a current Seattle Kraken right there. He's been getting some uh, some preseason action. He, yeah, he looked- uh, yeah, he looked good on the the goal he scored uh, in Spokane. Yeah, there's a nice nice out front pass to I forgot who it was. I think it was Riley Sheehan. Shane, who got the first, yeah. yeah, the first goal in the preseason history. Uh, Philip Gustafson, I think uh, he's, he's a, a solid goalie. I think he's fine. He's probably gonna start this year, don't he? Or I, like he probably get. I think he does split time with Murray for a bit, and from probably. then on, they'll see. I, I I don't think it's gonna be like not quite a one A one B, but a problem. No, no, not if, at all. If, if Murray shits the bed, then it probably will have to be. Yeah. 
Apparently uh, Murray's looking good this season. Um, Max Jones. That's another Max guy. Jones is another guy who there's a couple of ducks. Jones. I had Josh Mahara. I wanted to. Yeah, yeah you want to bring that up too. He's been good too. A uh, red deer. What do they call their red devils? What the fuck? Red, red deer rebels. Rebels. I like. I saw Re- uh, Mahara when he was playing for Regina at the Memorial Cup in 2018, Ooh. and he was like a really solid, not an overly aggressive defenseman even though he's yeah. pretty tall but just a solid player just a really yeah. good overall solid player yeah he got he's getting a bit of time recently i he can max, move up anyway max jones uh he's kind of like similar to like the rest of the duck system forward system yeah. where it's just like it's like a lesser come to really if you're really honest yeah that. that's like, what he's at right now i think he'd get better but yeah there's, there's there's not really any guys with elite scoring capability yeah. they're just good solid yeah right that's that's zegris is really that guy who has to come yeah it's like a bunch like you know steel max jones troy terry i guess is more of the goal scoring but like even not uh, even to me like he's more a second second line at best third line decent but yeah good comptoir just like all those forwards a lot of guys just guys who are like really good overall forwards without scoring yeah who, who who are gonna make plays but there's not really the goal scoring there that's kind of how i feel like yeah. uh any um, other any other players that you want to a, mention? a few i mean i'll give chalowski a shout i think he could become something logan stanley we already talked about um there's a few guys here completely messed up where is leo levy <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> we don't talk about him um where is he uh possible at this point first line setter buffalo rasmus asplund um, I don't even know who's going to be in that, but it's probably middle stat, right? But actually could be a second line center. Uh, Yanni Kwokinen didn't have a good season in New Jersey, but I think he, can, he could bounce back. Mm, Libor Hayek, worst, uh, arguably the worst hockey player this year, uh, which sucks because I, I always <laughs> I thought it would work out that McDonough that McDonough trade actually they end up getting the worst or not that was I don't know if he's the McDonough trade he was in but I think he was in the McDonough trade yeah but right. you know to get to get Hayek and Howden who end up like yeah I, first of all I can't believe they got assets for Howden um but you know Hayek never really turned out and he's re-signed again um I think Adam Masher right now so had a really good year in the AHL last year um I can't see his stats on hockey reference but I remember he I- had he was a possible Seattle Kraken guy just because he has such a good year in the AHL Hayek was traded to the Rangers along with Vlad Nemesnikov, Brett uh, Howden, and two draft picks for Ryan McDonough and JT Miller. <laughs> Vlad, though, that's actually, I'm pretty sure, like the three worst players he could have probably got to, which is unfortunate, but that's Stevie um, Y for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dylan Gamble, uh, unfortunate where he's in right now, just in, in San Jose. Uh, few other guys i can go on for a bit uh giovanni smith yeah i don't know if smith i'd like to see smith get more yeah time this year with the rain or with the red wings but i don't speaking of uh, i guess the last guy i'll get to is a guy who always like i thought seattle may have taken was julian gochier okay yeah i i i kind of thought that was the pick with the Rangers too. I think it was just a Blackwell kind of, I mean, Blackwell got time with Panarin this season. So his stats looked a bit more inflated, which also did help him like helped him. But yeah, there's, that's a few guys. Um, I was going to say Fabro originally like too, just cause I think he, he can, he just needs to improve. And I think he will. All right. Well, yeah. that's our 24 or 2016 NHL redraft. Uh, 
we're gonna we'll do season two maybe at christmas we'll do season two yeah. of this and we'll just go through a bunch of more redrafts you tell us what redraft you want to see uh rav any other final thoughts before we head out here shout out Oli levy shout out Oli levy uh future assistant captain according to mr booth so yes. So thank you very much again for listening. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know the drill. Check us out Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel for more content. And uh, we'll be back again soon. Peace out.